Live with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up, family? I'm psyched for this Saturday night. Um, I got some good friends in town. Well, actually, we became friends about um, a couple months ago. I was out in, where was I? I was in Texas at Calvary Chapel, Houston, which we're actually on their radio station as well out there awesome. right now. Oh, Very good. cool. Um, and I was speaking at this conference. It was like a pastor's leader's conference. And I was cruising around, and I walked by this table, and it said uh, Plur on it. And basically, when as I started looking at these photos, I saw these photos of all these raves. And you listeners know that I actually got involved with the rave scene back in 1990 when it first birthed in Los Angeles. We used to listen to techno music, go to warehouses, and basically drop LSD and ecstasy and suck nitrous balloons all night long. And I got into that, and it got rowdy. And you know the story. I ended up finding Jesus Christ as I gave my life to him in a hotel room. Um, 10 years later or 20 years later after that, and my whole life got radically transformed. He took me from the darkness and dropped me into the light. And now this is what I do for a living is I want to reach as many people as possible. But when we look at raves, they're no different than being at a rock concert or skate park or any other kind of festival, Coachella or whatever. It's just, you know, they're, they're, they're live music events. And personally, I, I still go to a lot of them. Because my friends happen to produce um, these large-scale raves, and I love electronic music. And it's so interesting to just see how it has progressed from the technology. Because before, it would be like a dark warehouse in Compton with a couple uh, ghetto lights. Now, it's like these huge multimillion-dollar productions. They do uh, these huge festivals in Las Vegas that are up to 150,000 people a day, three days straight. And... Just, you know, I go there. Obviously, I don't drink or use drugs or anything. Um, but I go and I just watch. And uh, they've actually changed, too. They're not late at night. They're not at 2 in the morning to 6 in the morning the way they used to. Now it's like just going to a normal music festival. starts in the early afternoon and goes to like 2 in the evening. But the technology and everything they have is just awesome. But we know that, you know, kids will be kids and kids are wild. And uh, they need to encounter the living God. So when I saw this table it reminded me give me a flashback of of uh you know where where i where my roots came from and i started talking to some people there and i discovered that rob and colleen they have a ministry called Pluraway, and their whole ministry is they go there and we're going to hear their story tonight how they uh, interact but they go and they love the kids and i think that is just i think that's just so amazing because we could get um caught up in religion and uh, the institution of, of church and Christianity and completely lose track with um, reaching out to people in a, in a dark place. And we know that when you read about Jesus, he came on a rescue mission out of eternity to die for sinners. And when he was here on earth, the scriptures clearly show that he was hanging out with a lot of people in interesting parts of their life. He was hanging out in the with the tax collectors. He uh, went to Caesarea Philippi, which was the headquarters of, of witchcraft back in those days, where they would worship the god of Pan, where they would break out in orgies, and they would do blood sacrifice. And that's where he asked the disciples, who does man say I am? And, he, and Peter said, you know, you're the, you're the son of God. 
And uh, Jesus was radical. And he did go to radical places because he was desperate to reach people that were in desperate situations. And that woman at the well, she was religious. She was uh, in multiple relationships. But yet Jesus went, I think it was like 200 to 300 miles out of his way to meet this woman at a well. Because it was totally out of his way to go meet this girl to where he was going. But he was on a rescue mission to let people know that God loves them and he has a plan. But when we look at Jesus's life, he went to them. He didn't create a church and tell everyone, Hey, come to us sinners. He went out of his way and he went to the darkest places of the earth because he loved people and people fell in love with them. Their lives got transformed and that's the gospel. And just when you look at my life or people that I've had, On the show, several, several people on the show, it's always Jesus going out to meet them where they're at. And then they get forgiven of all their sins. They get filled with the Holy Spirit. God does a work on their life. And then they go out and live out the Great Commission. So tonight, I would love to introduce Ron and Colleen to the show. How are you guys? Really good. Doing great. (laughs) This is awesome. A lot of fun. Well, you know what? And, you know, if you guys are watching the webcast, which you could turn into our app at the Whosoever's, or you could uh, just type in ryan-reese.com. Um, you guys, you know, I'm looking at you guys, and you don't look like ravers. You <laughs> yeah, kind of look like parents. Yeah, and we're actually grandparents. And grandparents. Yes. <laughs> so for the listeners, you know, it's not like I have uh, uh, two ravers in inside the uh, right. the room. I actually have parents and grandparents. Right. So tell you me this. out like a sore thumb. When yeah. We yeah. <laughs> when when God called us this to this, um, we actually thought maybe He'd made a mistake. We're like, uh, totally. we're old people. You're calling us to go to raves, but we found out that um, He already knew that this was a vastly unparented generation. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of kids at raves that are missing out on parenting and grandparenting. There's kids at raves that come from awesome, great homes, but yeah. the vast majority of the kids that we run into love that we're there. Mm-hmm. And they're just craving the love from a, a parent that cares about them. And they're quite shocked, actually, that we're Christians mm-hmm. because um, they're going, what are you doing here? Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, they're not used to being treated well by Christians. By Christians, right. So, right. Yeah. So before we totally get into it, I would like to ask you this. Well, first of all, we know that in California, 50 percent of kids come from broken homes. Right. So, yes, you're you're having a lot of home people, kids from brokenness that are there. Um, just trying to get away, you know, just like when I go, we go to normal concerts and stuff, you just kind of want to tune out of things for a while and, mm-hmm. and, uh, feel some love in your life. And that's kind of that whole vibe in, in the rave is everyone's, you know, together, you know, I suppose not. Oh, that was my Siri. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> All right. So how did you, how did you get into it? Because I mean, this is like going into the rave scene. This is a radical, uh, this is a rad- This is probably the most radical environment you could possibly be in to be in a ministry. Yeah. How would how would you? We're going to go to you next. But how did you get called to this? Well, um, the short story is in 2008 when the economy crashed. I had to go find a real job, mm-hmm. and um, it's just a total God thing. I had been a homeschool mom, and then I'd worked at a Christian school, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know, in exchange for tuition for my kids, so I, yeah. I had to go find a real job and to you know, 
to have health insurance. I just want to say you worked hard before that. It just, well, thank you. <laughs> but just, you know, an out-of-the-home job. And my husband, Rob here, he was, you know, a plumber and had a successful plumbing company, but then it just hit us hard in 2008. Yeah. Um, it's just a total God thing. There's no explanation for it. But I landed a job in drug prevention for mm-hmm. um, under contract for the county where I lived. Yeah. And um, about a year into my job, there was an outbreak um, at at the high school, um, of all these ecstasy related problems. So my colleagues at the department of behavioral health said, you really should check out this rave at the bottom of your mountain. That's probably where your kids um, in your community are accessing the drug ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I said, what's a rave? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) And so, um, I, I, I'm a recovering judgmental church lady and, um, I, now wait, when you say that, what does that, what does that mean exactly? Well, God used this job to break my heart mm-hmm. with the things that break his. Um, I only liked well-behaved kids, and I did everything I could to make sure my own kids were really well-behaved. Yep. And um, I spent a lot more time um, trying to make the outside look good than working on the inside mm-hmm. of my own heart yep. and, consequently, my kids. And when I got this job, one of the things that they required of me to do was um, I had to become an addictions treatment counselor. And it was a five-year process. I had to do an internship. And um, I didn't want to do this, but I needed this job. I didn't know why I had this job. I was shocked um, that I landed it. But anyway, um, the very first treatment group that they gave me was teenage boys. And I sat with those boys who normally I would not even want to be in the same room with, let alone, you know, conversing with. And um, I started to hear their stories. And I, I really heard them for the first time and God showed me that, um, for years I had been looking at this generation and I would say, you're acting out, you know, you're all pierced and tatted and, and, you know, using drugs and stuff. And I would point at them, you know, quit acting out and behave, you know, and he showed me that, um, that when kids are acting out, it's cause they're drowning. And so when people are drowning, they're not very well behaved. They, they thrash about in the pool, right? They're getting everybody wet around the edges. They're really not behaving nicely. Yep. When they come up for air, they're saying some pretty bad stuff, going back down. And so I was standing beside that pool of this drowning generation and pointing my finger at them and saying, quit acting up. Instead, I should have been throwing them a life ring. And so God used those boys in that treatment group to really break my heart. So by the time I went to that rave, um, I was seeing with new eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was really seeing these kids like Jesus sees them and how much he loves them. And I cried all the way home from that first rave. Mm-hmm. Woke my husband up at two in the morning. He cried. The next morning, I'll let you take over what you did. Well, she was still crying the next morning. And I thought, you know, like a good husband, mm-hmm. I can fix this. Yeah. You know, we, we husbands know what do. We fix things, right? Mm-hmm. I thought I'd write a check, make my wife stop crying. So I got online. And we sat by the computer for the next two hours. We looked for a ministry that was reaching out to these kids so I could, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Make a donation, go back to life, right? Yeah. After two hours of searching every word we could think of, we came up with raves globally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we could not find one ministry reaching out to these kids. There's not one. At that time. Yeah. It is, as far as we know right now, we're the only active ministry uh, reaching out to these kids still. There could be some out there that we're missing, but... Um, We've been yeah. doing this for 10 years, and over the years, some have kind of popped up, and yeah. but none that we know of that are active. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, so you saw this, your heart broke, and then you're like, what, we're starting something? Yeah, we basically looked at each other and uh, we're like, oh, crap, it's us. Uh-huh. We have to do something. You yep. know, we're like looking up to the ceiling going, God, it, we're old, you know? Yeah. And um, little did we know that he had been working on this puzzle for a while. So how did you come up with the concept, like how to reach the rave kids? Well, God showed us that night with my experience there. I mean, I went in my business suit with my clipboard and I was doing what was called a risk assessment at mm-hmm. that first rave. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I was doing my job. Um, I had to report back to the Department of Behavioral Health with what I saw. But, man, my heart was breaking um, with just, you know, what I saw going on just as as one who knows Jesus. I I. Their 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 motto is plur. That's a rave term. We didn't we didn't make that up ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it stands for peace, love, unity, and respect. Yep. And that's the ravers' motto. And they they tattoo it on their bodies, paint it on their cars. And I was like, oh my goodness, they're they're announcing that they're looking for Jesus. They just don't know it. And then um, I found out that they they make and trade these um, beaded bracelets. Um, as a I'm sign, one right here. Yeah, as a sign of plur to each other, and we're like, oh my goodness, this is like mission field on a platter, right? Because remember these bracelets from you know vacation Bible school and Sunday school with the gospel colors, you know? We're like, I we don't. can make okay. Well, these, um, you know, back in the day, this was really common for me, um, mm. but we would make these little bracelets with kids at Sunday school or vacation Bible school. Black is for sin, red is for the blood of Jesus. Blue is for faith. White is for forgiveness. Green is for new life in him. And then yellow is for the hope of heaven. And um, we thought, oh, my goodness, they 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 love these bracelets. And it's so fun. We give these out. We came up with a website called plurway.com. And it shows the true way to plur mm-hmm. through Jesus. It's awesome. not temporary through the use of a drug like ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we strung these beads together and put them on bracelets. And the kids swarm us to get them. Mm-hmm. Because they love these. This is they something them. they collect. And, you know, just for the listeners as well, is that, you know, not every uh, kid is on drugs um, at these events. Um, there's just people, a lot of people go sober as well because yes. it's a, just a big music. It's a big music festival. But yet still, the what's the heart issue is it's, it's just the brokenness. Mm-hmm. It's they don't, you know, have God. And that's why the harvest is ripe at these areas. Yes. So you guys also do, uh, you guys have, um, you guys have like RVs set up. Like how do you engage with the kids? Cause you're, this is a huge electronic event. It's loud. The music never stops. Right. How do you guys engage? Well, um, every venue is different. Yeah. Every rave is different. So we kind of assess, uh, every situation. Where are we needed most? Where can we mo- make the most impact? Um, a lot of these kids go, they're planning on having a good time. I get that. I was young once. We're parents. We look at things differently. And um, a lot of kids get over their head. Um, a lot of kids are doing drugs, not all of them, but, you know, a, a bunch of them. And uh, they can get in trouble. So uh, we look for where we can make the most impact and help the most kids. And in a nutshell, we share the gospel. We help kids in trouble and we rescue those in danger. So where can we be to make that those three things happen? Right. Most of the time, it's out on the street. Mm-hmm. So we have an RV that's kind of our command post, um, and we will park it in a busy spot. And uh, at the beginning of the night, the moms are passing out bracelets. Uh, we now only use older moms, dads, grandmas, and grandpas. 
Um, we found that's just the most effective way to reach the kids. So, because uh, again, it's a vastly unparented generation. Um, we've taken some younger people, and the kids don't want to talk to them. They, don't they have to friends. Them. Yeah, of course. They don't have parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we stick a grandma out on the street, and she's a rock star. No All the kids want to talk <laughs> so to her. Awesome. I mean, it's just amazing. We put out a well, sign sometimes that says free mom hugs, and they swarm. They swarm. They, they get those. Swarm. Yeah. yeah. So at the beginning of the night, we pass out bracelets. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a reverse role. The dads stay in the RV. It's yeah. a free sexual environment. Yeah. So we don't need to be out there. Yeah. It's creepy. Besides, yeah. you know. Yeah. All the other stuff. Yeah. Old guys um, at a rave. Old guys at a rave. Yeah. That's um, actually, you know, I need to think about that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's way creepy. I Sometimes kids will ask us, oh, do you go in? And I'll literally lift my hat off my head and said, if you see gray hair inside, run away. <laughs> run away. Yeah, exactly. Run away. <laughs> no, They're not okay. there for the music. To most yeah. older people, it sounds like a car alarm going off over and over again, yeah. you know. I actually <laughs> like it. I, I put it on when I'm trying to clean the house. Uh-huh. It's kind of grown on me over 10 years. Yeah. You can clean a house pretty quick if you put that stuff. Oh, yeah, get you pumped up. Yeah, yeah get you going for sure. But um, <laughs> so we're so we're just uh, most of the time in an RV. You know, we kind of the dads track the moms on, you know, we, we get the stalker app. I call it you know, yeah. Live 360. And, and so we know where they're at. Yep. And because uh, if we're out on the streets, they're often in not great neighborhoods. Yes. Um, yes. And we have found that if predators are looking to grab a girl who's alone, mm-hmm. Um, as long as the moms get to them first, nobody messes with a mama bear. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. So that's basically the okay. general setup. So, when, okay. So you're doing that. And then uh, when the raid's over, cause there's also like, you know, there's camping and stuff and you guys camp out and I've heard mm-hmm. stories where you guys have, uh, you know, there's been, where you guys start making waffles and stuff for the kids and then, well, first of all, let's, before we get into that morning session, the kids are coming out after. Right. And then tell us some stories about. How you guys have met some coming out, how you guys intervened, how you prayed, how people got healed, how uh, you witnessed, just some cool stories. We were at a, um, a rave um, this summer, and um, there was a girl outside the venue that our moms came across, and she was totally high and completely naked and running down the street in front of the venue. Mm-hmm. And so the moms were able to um, catch up to her. They shielded her with their bodies, got her to a safe place. They found out that she had been dosed with a date rape drug and um, she had actually called her mom and let her mom know that she'd been raped. So her mom was on the way to get her. So our moms on our team, I, I lovingly call our team moms the men apostles because we're all older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, they, they held her until her mom got there yeah. and um, we got a text from her and um, I, I have to, you know, just read part of it because there's names in here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but basically, this mom texted um, texted us later and said, um, uh, "We're Christians. Our daughter's 18 and just graduated from high school and is enlisted in the Navy. She went to this event with friends that she got separated from, and the police officers believe that she was dosed with a date rape drug." She's home and I have her in bed with me now. I was praying the whole drive over there for God to cover her and protect her from harm. And he sent your ministry. And I can't tell you how thankful I am for the ministry you moms have. So sometimes, you know, we go out as moms. And for that one night, these these are like our kids. Like if they're throwing up, we are holding them, wiping the yeah. barf off their yeah. face and doing what we do if they were our own, you know. And um, sometimes we get to be the answer to another mom's prayer. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. What, any other uh, stories, any other highlights you guys like talked about? Yeah, we, um, uh, you know, we, we kind of react. Mm-hmm. We never know what's going to happen. We'll put ourselves in a spot that's busy. 
And as the night wears on, again, they pass out the bracelets at the beginning, and then the problems start happening. Yeah. Um, kids will have a fake ticket they purchased online, and it doesn't get them in. Oh. Um, and they get stuck outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, frequently, their friends will leave them. They'll say, well, we, you know, we paid a lot for our tickets. We're going to go in, and we'll see you at 3 a.m. Yeah. And uh, so they're stuck out on the street by themselves. Um, a lot of kids, you know, their cell phone dies. So we charge cell phones. Um the kids that are doing drugs when they're coming down off ecstasy, you know, their ecstasy raises your body temperature. So they're hot when they're in the rave. They come out, they're coming off the drugs, they're cold. Mm-hmm. And their body temperature crashes. It's, you know, 50, 60 degrees outside. It's not 70 anymore. Right. And they're just freezing. So we have piles of blankets and we'll just wrap blankets around kids. Um, if they're thirsty, we give them water. If they end up, you know, if they're stuck with us for several hours because they can't get home or get where they need to be. Yeah. We have chairs we set up outside our RV, and they hang out, and the moms will make them dinner. Yep. You know, we feed them, and they just kind of hang out, and we love on them. So, um, Our favorite question is, why are you doing this? Yeah. Because then we they... get to say, well, we get to tell them. Oh, they them. ask you. They ask why them, are you guys why are, do? Yeah. why are you guys here? You guys are so cool. And there's usually a few, like, four-letter words along with that to tell us how very cool they, oh, they are. are, you know? <laughs> and um, we just we just get to say why. We just get to say because you are precious and valuable to the creator of the universe. And so you are precious and valuable to us. And they just can't believe it. It just blows their mind. You know, when the, the Bible says not to judge those outside the church. Yeah. And uh, Jesus met a lot of needs. And so we figured, you know, if we love on these kids like Jesus did, mm-hmm. Um, they ask us to share the gospel. Yeah, that, so that was that to. was that was my next question. You know, for the listeners that just tuned in, I have Rob and Colleen in studio. Um, they're from Plurway Ministry. Basically, they attend raves and they are just out there loving on the kids, giving them the gospel, and just doing awesome stuff. So now, tell me, what are these kids? Uh, so answer that question that you were just saying. Yeah, we just love <laughs> on them. We don't judge them. Yeah. Um, we just we're just there to help them in whatever need they have, you know. Again, if they're hungry, if they're thirsty, we take care of that. If they're throwing up, our moms wipe their faces. Yeah. just love on them, and they all want to know why. Yes, and they want to hear the gospel. Like, well, how does that even how does that even start? How do they? They, they starts really with the question: Why are you doing this? Like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And uh, what's really funny is is kids have asked me in the in the times that dads do get to have contact. Um, kids have asked me, "Do your kids rave?" And I look at them and say, I would kill my kids if they were here. <laughs> and they all go, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, probably, that's good. Yeah, you're smart. You know, yeah. none of them have ever argued with me. I think it's funny. We're just, we're just honest with them. We don't try to be cool. Yeah. We don't try to be hip. We just love on them. And that's why, that's, why. that's why it's because it's authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This generation wants authentic. They don't want you to come and try and look like, act hip. Just be who you are. Yeah. And that works. Yeah. And the beauty of the bracelet they go to the website that's on the bracelet, right. com. they hear the gospel. Yeah. So we don't have to tell the gospel, share the gospel with every kid right. that walks by. We put a bracelet on their wrist that they want. Yep. Um, we gave out 98,000 bracelets last year. Unbelievable. And um, Or 98,500, yeah. whatever, a bunch. Yeah. So when you... When, they're when, like never on the ground. When you, get, when you give these out or when you have a chance to share the gospel, how does it... Like, tell me a story like the way it went down when you got to share a gospel with someone. Like the kid's like, what are you doing here? And then they're like, "You're like, we love you, we love Jesus." And then you're like, well, "Let me tell you about him." Or how, how does it go down? You know, we engagement? do a lot more listening than we do talking. Yeah. And um, 
that's something that I learned when God broke my heart. Yeah. And so um, we that's sort of our, our practice. Um, and, you know, the Holy Spirit just is there and yeah. leads us to that conversation. It's really different every time. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories is, is... Well, the reason why I'm asking you these questions is because I want you guys to inspire others okay. that it's not about... Because I've talked about this several times on the show. It's not... It, it, I think like two shows ago, I was talking about how you you don't have to think every time you're going to go out is you don't have to close deals every time. Right. right. It's not about closing deals. Right. Because right. they already know that. People know that's coming. Right. You know, they did a survey and they asked a bunch of people like you know, about Christians and they go, all they want to do is close deals. Mm -hmm. They want you to say the prayer and then they want to walk yeah. away. I call it nudging. We're just nudging a little closer yeah. to Jesus. Yeah, we plant. Yeah, you listened, mm -hmm. hear what they have to say, but then there are opportunities when it's ripe and the Holy Spirit says, Speak just, now. just, just, you know, yeah. pray for them and lead them there. Or some is just like, Hey, we love you. God loves you. Here's this, here's our, our wristband. You know, we'll see you. And then yeah. you just count on the Holy Spirit to do what he does. Yeah. So this is why I'm, I'm asking these questions. Well, Tell them about, um, um, we got a, we, we, um, met a girl at, um, she got bracelets from our moms mm -hmm. at four different raves in three different States. And not once did anyone ever really share the gospel or talk to her. Um, she was just walking by and got these bracelets. And then the night that, um, she got into some serious trouble. She decided to call. She had those four bracelets sitting on her dresser. And she said, I bet those rave moms will know what to do. The Holy oh, Spirit. Yeah, did yes. That. The Holy Spirit. You know? Yes. And yes. so, um, she, um, she called us that turned into conversations week after week. Really mom advice is what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And dad advice. She got on the phone with both of us at different times. And then we decided um, it was time to drive the four hours to meet her. And we said, you know, can we come meet you for lunch? And um, we had never met her before, really, you know, and just over the phone. And um, she she asked that why question and she wanted to know more. And we talked about um, just how she was trying to fill that Jesus shaped hole in her heart with yeah. a whole lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't working. Yep. And she said, I want to fill it with something that works. Tell me about that. I mean, she was begging us to share the gospel, and yeah. we did. And um, she gave her life to Jesus that day sitting in the restaurant, just big old alligator tears down her cheeks. That was a year ago this February, and she calls me every single week. I could set my clock by the time she calls for discipleship. Yeah. We've gone through the whole book of John together. We've gone through the whole book of Ephesians. We've gone through a couple of other like new believer type yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, every single week. Um, we talk and, um, I mean, her life has changed. She's just so joyful. Um, she, she just can't believe it. There was one young man that uh, got a bracelet and that was it. He walked by and, and he went to the website and he heard the gospel. He got saved, started going to church a year and a half later, he was getting ready to go on a missions trip to Russia. And one of his friends said, you should call those Plurway people and let them know you're going to Russia on a missions trip. So we got this call out of the blue, and we met him for lunch, and he held up the bracelet, and he said, this bracelet saved my life. Wow. That's amazing. So we just plant. We yeah. love on the kids. Yes. We don't ask anything in return. You know, when a kid's in trouble, the moms will spend two or three hours with them. They take care of them. They do whatever it takes. And then they walk away, and we may never see them again. Yep. 
and we're okay with that. It's Bible seeds. Some plant, some water, some harvest. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to get them ready for Greg Laurie, right? Mm-hmm. So we just mm-hmm. we just plant and love on the kids, and we don't see a whole lot of salvations. We definitely you know see a bunch, but uh, from the ratio goes. Um, but man, we just see we just see the seed going into ground. We can see the look in their eye change and go, "Wow, you're not a judgmental bigot." And after they've and met you're, our you're rape here parents, in the name of Jesus, they're like, "Really? Yeah. Wow! Like what?" They you can know? never say that again. After that, all Christians are, you know, whatever. Fill yeah. in that blank. They yeah. can't say that again after they've yeah. met our team. You're putting a you're putting a good taste in in their mouth because, you know, there there is other uh, other another group of Christians that will go to these events and and put you know repent you're going to go to hell and all this stuff. Which, guess what? They already know that. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> It's so funny because when I go to high schools, I go to high schools and we obviously speak, you know, to the same demographic. And um, I'll tell them, hey, you guys all know you're a bunch of dirty sinners, right? Like me. And they all start laughing. (laughs) They already know they're sinners. This this generation, they know they're sinners because the stuff that they're looking at, they know. So that's not anything new. You know, what's new news is that Jesus Christ died on the cross and God loves them, and he wants to forgive them, and he wants to transform their life. Yeah. That's the new news. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they'll live forever. They'll get eternal life. You start telling them, right. tell them about that stuff, they're going to run to Jesus, which we're seeing in the high schools. We're seeing, we've are seeing we already seen 35,000 students give their life to the Lord. That's that's in the public high school system. Yeah. And, you know, there's like, I think it's like 4% of, of, of people in the high schools, um, they believe the Bible could be real and God could be true. I mean, we live in an atheist world now, but yet, I'm letting them know that God loves them, and they're running. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. We're already at break. Well, oh, yeah, looks like we're going to be back um, in two minutes. So we'll be back. Talk to you guys soon. With Ryan Reese. Don't say what I want you. Loud noises. What up, what up? I got Rob and Colleen in studio from Plurway. Their ministry is going to the raves and loving people into the kingdom. And when opportunity happens, they share the gospel. But um yeah, they're just they're just um out there in the mix in this radical environment. And I would suggest any of you guys that want to get involved in a radical ministry, I would look them up. And I think here's the website right here. It says www.plurway.com. Look them up and get involved. If you're bored where you're serving, if you want to go to the most radical environment, uh, call them or go email them. Seriously, it's an amazing ministry. So before we were uh, went to the break, you guys were, we were just talking about cool stories um, you go to these raves, sometimes you meet up with them out front, but then also there's um, the camping raves. And these happen all over the United States. These raves, yeah, these that- things are everywhere. They're, they're, if you know what to look for, they're very easy to find. Yeah. So fun. you guys have t- plurs actually in, you guys are in Miami, mm-hmm. which we're on, we're on a, a Miami station right now. Um, mm-hmm. Amore's, you know, been out there and at Miami Amor. Inc. Amor. She's been a big supporter of the, of the, of the movement and the radio show. But you have Miami. You guys are in Texas, New York. No, not New York. Not, New not York. yet. Not, not yet. yet. We're in Orlando, Orlando, Miami, Houston, Austin, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Diego, all of Southern California. Yeah, 
amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Cool. Well, I'm 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 ready to hear some more stories. Okay, so <laughs> uh, the camping raves you brought up. Yeah. Um, you know, to kind of backtrack. You know, Ryan, Jesus had a lot of people following him everywhere he went. I'm kind of thinking he must have been a pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he must have been pretty nice, and he was always hanging out with sinners. And um, when we just recreate that, it's in whatever way we do, whether we're in the RV outside the rave or we're camping inside the rave, um, it's just amazing to watch the power of God's love and the power of the Word of God when we get a chance to share it penetrate hearts. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool. But when we're camping, it's kind of a different setup. We're actually in the campground. We camp with the kids. Um, so we will get a couple of different campsites. Um, we set up six-foot tables, a big row of three or four six-foot tables. We put red and white checkered tablecloths on them with sunflowers on them. We make it look like a family campground. So we're in the middle of this crazy insanity with kids camping all over the place and, and going in, in and out of the rave and all that. And uh, the dads just start cooking pancakes. And uh, we get up at 5 or 6 in the morning, and some of the kids haven't even gone to the bed yet, and we fire up those sausages, and they just line up. They're like, what is this, you know? I'm like, well, if you like parents and pancakes, you're in the right place. And they're like, what, you know? And, uh, and it's free? It's, oh and it's God. free. We don't charge them anything. Everything we do for kids is free. We never charge anybody for anything. And um, so for two or three days or four days or however long this thing is, we just get up every day and uh, we'll cook pancakes from five or six in the morning until two in the afternoon. And we finally have to shut it down and go, okay, we're done. We need a break. No way. And, uh, That's intense. And then we switch it over to, to uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the afternoon. But oh, yeah. the way it goes, it's kind of fun. Did I you was just going to say at the end when the kids are coming back to the campground out of the rave at like two, three in the morning. Two of our moms, um, Lisa and Terry, they love that. That's their time. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll take naps and sleep during the day, and yeah. then they take over, and they're doing hot chocolate and um, loving on the kids that come out afterwards. And sometimes they're coming out and bad things have happened inside. Mm-hmm. You know, the boyfriend broke up with them or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they got separated from their friends. And they know to come to the mom and dad's campsite, and they know that they'll get love there. And, and Terry and Lisa will sit up with them all the rest of the night and just share God's love with them, share the gospel over hot chocolate. It's pretty cool. Amazing. They stub their toe, they don't go to the medical tent. They come to see the moms. Yeah. Um, we had some boys that couldn't figure out their barbecue. They came and got... You guys have come set up. We walked over, you know, and the, the one boy walks into the camp. There's like 10 other guys sitting in there. He goes, it's okay. The dads are here. Dude, that's you know, amazing. And, you know, five, ten minutes later, we had their barbecue going. But you guys, I gotta, you know, I go to these, I go to these events um, a lot with my friends there. Um, but I want to definitely come and meet up with you guys. That'd be great. And uh, have to have busy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate chip pancakes. I'll bring the chocolate chips. Yeah, bring. The <laughs> chocolate chips. I gotta tell you, we a, do smile faces in the pancakes. Oh, nice. Yeah. I nice. gotta I'm tell a, you a, a yeah. quick camping story that happened at yeah. a camp. Um, so we were um, inside all weekend, and our neighbors um, had gotten to know us. They'd had pancakes with us every morning, and on the last day, um, one of the one of their group got arrested for drugs, and um, they were from Oregon, and um, they had all of his friends' stuff when he was arrested in the campground, and so they had to go back to their jobs the next day and drive home to Oregon. And so this kid, they were really worried about him. Like, um, we have his ID, we have his wallet, he has no money, what's he going to do, you know? Yeah. 
And um, they gave me his mom's phone number, so I called his mom, and mom to mom, we had a talk, and yeah. I prayed with her over the phone. Yeah. I told her, this doesn't, you know, mean for the rest of his life. This is his, who he is. He passed, this, is yeah. this is a mistake, and yeah. this is part of his journey. Let's just pray for him. And uh, his name was Paul, and... um uh, one of our dads, Wayne, he ended up um, finding out where, um, what jail he was in. And um, two days later, um, Wayne was standing there when that boy had walked out onto the street with no money, no wallet, nothing. And there was our rave dad, Wayne, waiting with open arms for him. And Paul looks at him and his mouth dropped open. He realized those are the old people that were camping next to us at the rave. And Wayne took him and got him something to eat yeah. and got him on a plane, put him on an airplane um, to his mom. And then when he had to come back and stand before the judge, Wayne said, now you got to earn your own money to come back because you got yourself in trouble, yeah. you know? And so he went dad on him yeah. and he met him and helped him get back to the court. We all met him for dinner um, uh, that night we when he had come dinner. back. We, yeah. yeah. Hey, of course. Hey. And, Grace um, and mercy, baby, all day. Right. Later, his mom said that that was his first interaction with a dad, having a dad type person in his life wow. ever in his life. Right, because he came from a broken home. Right. Amazing. Right. See, you just you never know. You, uh, Jesus is always working out his eternal purpose, yeah. you know, and some things just you, you may go, oh, well, does this even really matter? Oh, there's a bigger picture that God that God's always doing. Love these stories. Yeah, you know, I was born and raised a heathen, mm-hmm. and uh, there were people that stepped into my life. And um, it's a privilege to be able to step into other kids' lives that get in trouble, get over their head, whatever, um, and just kind of rescue them from whatever it is they're going through. It's, it's a privilege to share the gospel. It's, um, you know, we're not sinless people over here. We're just moms and dads. I was a contractor, you know, and um, God just radically changed our lives and he's radi- radically changing kids' lives. And it's just the coolest thing ever. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So as you guys are out here doing your thing, what God's called you to do, you know, you think you're going to go and, and you're there to serve and help people, but you're there to serve and like bless people in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact, you guys are getting more blessed. Oh, it's a- yeah. What you walk away with. Yeah. Is you you think, oh, we're going to go and we're going to go help these kids. But then you walk away and you're the one that's completely moved by what God has done in your life. Just being available in this environment. Yeah. It's it's like staring into the gospel. Every time we go to a rave, we're staring at what Jesus has done face to face. We watch him run to these kids. He is running to these kids. And we we're just a lot of times stand back and watch, you know, Mm -hmm. like, wow. And then he chooses to use us. And it's just. It's just overwhelming, and and every time that we share how much God loves a kid, you know, with them, it, God's telling us the same thing, you know. He rescued us, and he'll stop at nothing. He loves us so much. I mean, we just see it over and over again. We were just at a, a, a rave um, over New Year's Eve weekend. We were at two events on the same weekend, and God loves these kids so much that he told one of our dads the name of one of them. I mean, it was just crazy. Before. Yeah, like we, we were meeting to worship and pray like we always do as a team before we go out. And um, after we were done praying, he said, can I share something with the team? And and he said, while we were praying, God, God told me that there's going to be a girl named Angel that's going to need our help. 
And this is not normal and for us. Yeah, I mean, he, he, the gifts of the Holy Spirit yeah, happened. In- yeah, and, um, and he, he seemed a little, you know, like he was like, well, I think this is what I heard, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, you have to know that 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 weekend was the first time for two things, for three things. There was a first time for three things. Uh, we had a sign, um, just kind of a hokey looking sign that we had made for the window of our RV for the very first time, just to try as kids are walking by, you know, we're here for you. We're the rave parents. And, you know, Come if you a need a mom hug, a dad joke, you need your phone charged, your birthday, yeah, you, you know, know, we always bring cupcakes and candles yeah, yeah, yeah. in case it's their birthday. We'll sing to them. You yeah. know, we just, we just listed all the things that we, you know, are you feeling sick? We'll help you get medical attention that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, um, so for the first time that weekend, we had that sign in our RV. And then also um, one of our other dads, Ron, he had called us up and said, do you want me to bring this little propane heater I have? Because it's really going to be cold tonight. And, you know, when we put the chairs By the outside, way, it was freezing out there. Oh, it was, yeah, it was so I was freezing. Frozen. I went there the first night. Oh, and so. Out and hung with us. Yeah, we had I a keep propane forgetting. Heater. I got to give you guys my number. You yeah. need to text me. So we had this <laughs> propane heater out there with chairs around it, you know, like yeah. a little fake campfire almost. And um, we also, for the very first time, one of our moms, Janice, had decided um, we all bring food to share with the kids and to eat as a team. And she brought um, eggplant parmesan for the first time. So that's background. Well, on the second night, um, we're, we're near the RV and I see this girl walking by and she's walking pretty quick. She looks distressed. She's alone. So we always look for girls alone. Yeah, totally. And um, she stops, walks backwards two or three steps and reads our sign and she and she looks and and I come walking out to her real quick and I said hey sweetie um do you need help she goes is this for real you're you're here to help <laughs> she said I've been looking I, I don't I'm I'm desperate I don't know what to do I'm so scared she was not high yeah um yeah. she her 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 wallet and her phone had been stolen and it had her ticket I talked to cops last time I was there because I was up in the backstage area and mm-hmm. I was talking to cops and they said that has escalated yes everyone's stealing everyone's wallets yes. and, and 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 phones that's yeah. that's going crazy right now yeah. unfortunately and then they get stuck she's there with her friends yeah. and they said we spent so much on these tickets sorry and they ran in without her forgot to give her the car keys so she's out alone Just on alone. these streets yeah. it's a pretty dangerous neighborhood real dangerous actually and there she was, and I said, "Oh, sweetie, yes, we'll we'll take care of you." She said, "Oh, thank God, I've been so scared." And she's crying. I said, "Honey, what's your name?" And she says, "Angel." Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we set her down. We get her warm. That's we wrap crazy. her up. She's freezing. We wrap her in a bunch of. She had three of our our pleurway blankets on her. We have them embroidered so that they know later where they came from. Yeah. We always say, "Take them home." Yeah. And so she's all bundled up and she's got that little heater there that we never have. And, and she'd read the sign that we don't usually have. And then signs out, are good. Keep that sign up. Yeah. yeah out comes yeah, one of the dads. Good. I'm going to see a picture of it too. Before you leave. Out comes one of the dads with a plate of eggplant plant Parmesan. Guess what? One of her favorite dishes. Is. No way. Yeah. And that's the first time we'd ever had that on the outreach in 10 years. We've never had that. God signs in the storms. Yeah. yeah. God is yeah. big, man. He is, and he's so he wants to work supernaturally. He does, as as we as the church open ourselves up to that. Mm-hmm. He will. This will be the beginning of more stuff like that happening. Yeah, get this. Awesome. It was New Year's Eve, and our team usually comes into the RV as close as we can to midnight if we're not helping a kid, mm-hmm. and um, we take communion together. And um, 
And this girl, Angel, we, we were like, well, she's going to be with us the rest of the night till her friends come out. So we said, you know, are you okay with this? Like we'd already, we'd already, she already knew we were Christians and we'd already shared some of the gospel with her. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, we, are you okay coming into the RV? We don't want to leave you alone out here, but we're going to have communion. Don't let kids in the RV because that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But by then she'd been with us for yeah. two hours by that point. Yeah. So you've already known the yeah. situation. You already saw the situation. Yeah. And yeah. she wasn't high, you know. Yeah. So she came in. Well, the dad that was giving the devotion that night, I think it was our, our it was Wayne it was again. Wayne again, yeah. And he had prepared this devotion for our team that really I didn't think was real appropriate for our team because it was really more aimed at new believers or or non-believers, really, really non-believers. Yeah. And there's Angel sitting there hearing this. And I'm I'm standing there listening to Wayne. <laughs> and I'm like, this was not given to him by God for our team. This was given for Angel. And God told him that he's the one that that yeah. God had I, said, it's uh, Angel, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to need you. It was just, it blew our minds. And um, uh, 48 hours after we left that rave, we got a text from her because she, you know, we always give the kids bracelets that yeah. we help. And um, and she had gone to that Plurway.com website and she, she texted us and she said, I think it's time I look into this. Well, where's she from? So, is she, like, um, is she L- like LA? She's local, yes. Local. So okay, we've cool. contacted her. So, you know, it's amazing. We see this kind of stuff. And that same night, it was like the Holy Spirit just fell on that corner where we were. I come walking back with a mom. We never go anywhere alone as moms. So we have partners, you know, and, and the other mom I was with, and I come walking back and we look over at the corner where our RV is. And there are groups of kids praying with moms and dads on the Holy Spirit is drawing them, huh? Yeah, totally. and, and the kids were coming up because our sign said, we'll pray if we'll you need pray. Prayer. need prayer. And they were like, we need prayer. They'd walk by, can you pray for me? They know, This generation knows they need prayer. I'm telling you. They know. They do. They're very all, all the church, all we have to do is show up. Yes. We show up and yes. love on them and yeah. not judge them. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Imagine that. Amazing. We do things who like doesn't want pra- Who doesn't? It works. When I, when I talk to these students, you know, these young kids, I go, dude, can I pray for you? I want to pray that God's going to touch your life with depression and anxiety and suicide. And I want to pray for blessings on you. Yeah. I want to pray that God will bless you. And, you know, who doesn't want that? Right. And then you, then they say yes. And that allows the Holy Spirit to come in and God do his thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so dope. The power of God's word, the power of love, all that stuff is just incredible. We as dads, um, when the moms introduce us to kids, it's not so creepy anymore. Like my husband, he wants to talk to you, you know. Yeah. And um, I would say 99 out of 100 girls, if I'm talking to a girl and I tell her she's precious mm-hmm. and she's valuable and that she's created for a purpose, just tears every time. It's like yeah. they've never heard it before, heard especially it. from a man. Yeah. It's a broken, it's, broken generation. Yeah. And, you, and you pray for them and they just, they just melt. Um, you just love on them. They don't know what to do. Um, you just get to watch the Holy Spirit just start knocking on that door. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. I, I don't know how to put it into words other than when you when you get into ministry, when you start loving on people, whether you call it ministry or not, just in your life, you start loving on people in the name of Jesus and just being there for them and whatever, um, you start to see amazing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you get to see God work. You, know, you yep. get to work hand in hand with the creator mm-hmm. of the universe, bringing this person along into salvation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's awesome. So how does one do that? 
how does one do that? You have to get active, right? Yeah. You can't do it sitting around. Yeah, right. and you know what? Um, unfortunately, we we can't really uh, do it so much anymore by sitting in church and trying to attract them to come to us. Yeah. Um, I just don't think, you know, the Great Commission says yeah. go, therefore. It's not a mistake that God said go. Um, he didn't say uh, attract them, you know, make them come to you. He told us to be fishers of men. And if you are going to fish correctly, you don't go stand on the shore and beg the fish to jump out of the water and into your nets. You got to go into the water or near it at least. You get a little wet, you get a little slimy, you know, and you get a little messy and you fish. That's how you fish. You don't expect them to come to you. And also we've made a mistake. So as a, as a, as a church as a whole, I'm being super general, yeah. you know, by just expecting them to come to us and trying to make ourselves really attractive. We have to go where the fish are. And then, please, we need to quit. I don't trying. think non-Christians think the church is able to ever be attractive, even though, no, they, even, yeah. the, even though the church can think yeah. they could... They could have this cool band and this cool looking pastor or whatever. That's really not, it's really not hip to the world, honestly. No, no. And Um, then we need to please stop trying to clean fish we haven't caught yet. Yes. You know, that's not, the Bible tells us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us right here, right now. And Mm -hmm. then the process starts, the journey starts after the Holy Spirit comes in their life. So our policy is we never talk to the kids about what they're not wearing. You know, there's often very they're not really clothing. wearing much. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we don't talk to them about the drugs they're using. We just talk to them about the great, great love of God for them, of Jesus for them. And, and, um, you know, once they accept him like this, this guy that got that bracelet, you know, he, he, he was a mess before. And then the Holy spirit came in his life and then the changes began. The guy that's in Russia now being a missionary? Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's, he's back, back now. Was back. Well, he's, still, he's I mean, look, married. you hooked him at a rave. Yeah. yeah. He introduced yeah. him to Jesus, and he went to Russia on a missions field. Yeah, and yeah. now he, he's become a nurse, and I got to go out and be at his wedding to this awesome well, Christian is. girl, and they're starting this awesome Christian family. And, you know, it started for him with a bracelet, you know? There it is. And that's that's the whole thing. See, yeah. there's the fruit right there. Yeah, but we had to go. He never would have come to us. So, to encourage the listeners, because you're how old are you guys? You guys, how old are you? Cause we can't ask the wife. Huh? right? Yeah, I'm 54. Okay, so you guys are in your 50s, mm-hmm. moms. Dad, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grandparents. We got and keep grandparents, that. and you guys are out in this radical ministry. Yeah, just loving people, but doing what you do. You're making food, giving some blankets, just hanging yeah. out, loving on them. Yeah. You're not dressing. Like Uh you belong there. You're not even doing anything. You're not coming up with some stupid language. You're just being who you are. And God is using you. And these kids are running to you guys. This is so epic. I knew I had to have you guys on the radio show because this stuff inspires me. I need to come, definitely come see you guys. Um, I'm always in the event because, you know, God's allowed me to be around, um, you know, in the the backstage and with my friends and just kind of being available. And when I go to these raves, I always tell Jesus, I said, God. Open up a door as I'm there because my, my friends, you know, they throw these things. So I'm just hanging out with my friends anyway. So that's just awesome, period. But then I always go, God, open up a door. Like if I could, you could bring someone to me or I could run into someone or just some kind of cool interaction conversation that you would have to spark up. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to go over there and, and beat everyone over the head with the Bible and stuff. I mean, that's not my style. You know, I want to just through relationship and communication. And then if a question comes up or Mostly people ask me, well, what, like, what's your story? What do you do? You know? Right. And then I just tell them, you know, 
do I do a radio show? Talk yeah. about rad, cool God stuff, you know, and about Jesus. And then, then the door opens. But I've been able to pray with several people, mm. um, witness to people, lead people to the Lord, you know, on my way in cabs, on the planes. I've witnessed to a DJ on the plane once. Um, just all kinds awesome. of cool things. You just got to show up. Like you said, Jesus yeah. says, go out. I just pray. I go and then say, God, open doors. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the same thing you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I had my arms around a girl um, at a rave and um, she had asked for prayer. And so she was just sobbing and we got done praying and really softly. She said, I can't believe that God came to a rave to find me. Amazing. Amazing. We don't, you know, you could look at some of the stuff we do. And I, I suppose some people could say, you know, we water it down. We're not being direct enough or whatever. But these kids know exactly why we're there. To to ask those people, how many people have they reached for Christ? Yeah. Usually it's not many. Not many. Yeah. But um, because Jesus called us to be fishers of men. Yeah. And every fish you catch differently. But I see I see a change now in people our age and in our uh, the people at least that we hang out with. And I'm seeing it across the country as we travel. The Holy Spirit is giving the same message to all of us. Yeah. And he is telling all of us to go. He's telling all of us to go in love. I'm super encouraged for the church, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last like year. I've seen a big shift mm-hmm. where um, people are are getting it, you yeah. know, that we need to look at how Jesus did it. And then we need to copy that. And he, he first didn't condemn. And then he invited them to live another way. You know, if you look at the woman at the well, mm-hmm. that that's the order he did it in. Get it out of that order and you lose Jesus. Yeah. You know, but you keep it in the right order. And and the Holy Spirit is telling people to do this. And the Holy Spirit is also, uh, we've seen so many ministries come up where um, different types of ministries where they're using parents and they're using the family um, to reach people. Right. And it's pretty cool. Dude, that's amazing. Well, we have two minutes left. Um, I would suggest listeners, uh, contact, contact you guys go to, uh, you want to plug the website? Yeah. You know, the best way to go and to see what we do and get the whole scoop is at raveoutreach.com. And that's easier to remember yeah. than Plurway. Yeah. So raveoutreach.com. That explains the ministry. Yeah. Plurway site shares the gospel. Raveoutreach.com explains the ministry. Perfect. Perfect. And, um, you guys need volunteers, right? We yeah. do. We need older moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas. We also need people to make the bracelets. We don't order them from, you know, some factory. We yeah. have Christians making them yeah. and praying over each one. So we need a lot of bracelet makers. This is amazing. So, yeah, you can you can track them down there and get involved. You guys need a prayer team as well. We do. But I would suggest you guys, listeners, if you live locally in these areas that we talked about tonight, you need to go and... And witness this. I think that God will, he'll spark up a revival inside of your heart. Mm-hmm. He's going to spark up a revival mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to show you his heart and you're going to be blessed. And this is just, it's, it's exciting. It is. It, 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 you know, I know what you guys are involved with and it is so exciting. I always get pumped up when I come home from these events telling my wife, dude, I was there. God opened the door for me to talk to this one person. Like I led someone back to the Lord last, last, you know, that event you guys were at a day before yeah. you guys, you know, he backslid out of church. He recognized me. He was on ecstasy and he just came up and he knew I didn't, he came up to me and just unloaded on me because he knew I would, didn't judge him. Right. He's like, I know you don't judge me, Ryan. So I want to tell you what's going on. I'm all, look, man, I'm all, God loves you, dude. 
I go, I prayed that God would open a door, and here I am right now talking to you. You're the guy I prayed for, and now God brought him to me. So, anyway. If you guys want to pray for us, um, contact us off either one of those websites, and we'll get hooked up on our uh, online prayer team. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. I want to thank you guys very much for being on. Love you guys. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.